The hot and the cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. Okay. All right. Who's on summer vacation up in this place? All right. Some of us are. Who's soon to be, like within the next eight days? All right. What's your last day of school for most of you public school people? Next Thursday? Friday? Friday. All right, all right, fair enough. We are, uh, we're going to do a one-part one part message this week called Don't Waste Your Summer. Whoa, those are my notes. Because, because you guys are about to all be on summer vacation, and that's exciting, and that's awesome, but we also want to make sure that we use that time to our advantage. Now, here's the deal. Summer is, in a lot of ways, the most exciting time of year because you've got, of course, the smell of fresh cut grass, right? You've got ice cream trucks. You have lemonade stands. You have Northern Michigan. You have 4th of July fireworks. You have baseball games. You have late nights. You have sleeping in. And best of all, you have no homework. That's good stuff. So summer is pretty sweet. Summer is pretty sweet. Let me tell you something. This is a little life secret for you. You will never have a block of time like this pretty much for the rest of your life. You'll never have a block of time like this the rest of your life unless you become a teacher. Um, but even then, you will have real life responsibilities. So here's the bottom line. Don't waste it. You don't want to waste it. Don't waste this block of time that you'll never get back. Um, really, according to scripture, we should always be careful not to just squander and waste our time. Here's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. So if you've got your Bible, open them to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. And uh, you can track along with me here. This is our main verse for tonight. So I just want to share this with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. It says this, If anyone, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day, or the day of judgment, will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even as one escaping through the flames. So this is talking about, what Paul is talking about here is a judgment of people who are already Christians. Because he says, hey, even if you suffer loss in this moment, you're going to be saved, um, but just as one escaping through the flames. Because what he's saying is all of us as believers, we're going to be judged too, just like everyone else. We're all going to be judged, but our, our lives are going to be judged by how well we use what God gave us, about how well we lived out our belief in Jesus Christ. And, and we'll be saved. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have said yes to him, if you've received him, and you have a personal relationship with him, with him and you're walking with him, you can be assured you're going to go to heaven. You're going to be saved. You're going to spend eternity with God forever. And, but, but at the same time, you'll look back over the course of your life, and some of us, some of us will have regrets about how we spent that time. Some of us will wish we had done things differently. Some of us will wish that we had, had invested more. In fact, all of us will wish that about parts of our life, that we would have invested more in people, invested more in our relationship with God, in knowing God's word, because that's an eternal thing. That we will, we will look back and be like, oh man, I shouldn't have wasted my time. Because basically what Paul is saying is whatever we build in our lives, in other words, what we live for, is going to be tested. If what we live for is worth it, 
It's like a precious stone, like a gold, silver. If what we live for isn't worth it, it's like, it's like straw. It's just going to burn up. It's like wood, hay, or straw. It's just going to burn up when we go through that, that trial, that, that test, that judgment. Um, so we want to build lives that matter. And so now all that to say, like, you're like, you just, Jesus juked me on my summer so bad. Like, you're just talking about summer and how we get to sleep in and stuff, and now you're talking about judgment. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm trying to say is, look, when it comes to your summer, just like anything else, look, there's opportunities to have fun, but there's also opportunities to use that for good things. So I just want to talk tonight about how to make sure you don't waste your summer. How, how to make sure you don't waste your summer. The first thing, I've got, I've got like a whole bunch. I've got like six different things of, of how to not make sure you don't waste your summer. The first thing is don't do anything stupid, all right? Don't do anything stupid this summer. I mean too stupid, okay? Don't do anything too stupid. Like I remember things, I remember things when I was in high school where like my friends would, would do some really like goofy things and it was innocent enough, but it just wasn't intelligent. You know, like I can remember being with a group of friends and they're like, hey, I saw this street sign the other day and it was the same, like the street sign was the same as my last name. Let's go take it, you know? And like, there's like ideas like that. That seems innocent enough, right? Like you're just trying to have a good time. You're not trying to hurt anybody. You're not trying to do anything wrong. But you know what? If you're like up unscrewing a street sign and a police car rolls around and shines their light on you, like you can go to jail. You could be in trouble. That would be something that you would be doing that would be stupid. All right, so don't do things like that. That Don't break the law, you know, even if it seems innocent, like climbing on a building um, or something along those lines. Don't break the law this summer. All right, don't, don't disrespect your parents. Don't go against what your parents tell you because here's the deal. Your parents have the power to basically shut down summer, right? Like they will shut down summer and, um, and you'll be done and over with and you won't have so much fun anymore. So don't disrespect your parents. Live according to the rules in your house because that gives you more freedom. I can remember one time I was in ninth grade, and just so you know, I wasn't a Christian yet, all right? And I went to a, uh, a Red Wings hockey game with my family. And it was a weekend, I think it was a Friday or Saturday night. We went to this hockey game. We're on our way home. And um, on our way home from the hockey game, I was like, hey, um, my friend Kyle is having some people over tonight. And what he, was, what he was having was a party because his parents were out of town, all right? And I was like, Mom and Dad, can you drop me off at my friend Kyle's house because he's having some people over and we're going to hang out. And my parents are like, I mean, just immediately, I think I'm just a terrible liar. So they, they were just like, kind of like, oh, are his parents home? I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know. You know Kyle. His parents are home. They're like, yeah, we know Kyle. That's a problem. And so they, they were like, okay, yeah, we can do that. And we got to the house, and my, my dad was like all over this. He knew something was up. And so we get to the house, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to walk you up to the door and like say hi to his dad and make sure everything's cool. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to do that. Like, dad, that would be super embarrassing. Like, I just, I don't know what I said, like to convinced him he was out of the car and I somehow convinced him to get back in the car. I was like, okay, that was close. He's like, here's what you need to do, though. You need to have, you need to have Kyle's dad call me when you get inside. So like in 10 minutes when we get home, I want to hear the phone ring. I want to pick up the phone. I want to talk to Kyle's dad. I'm like, okay. Thinking to myself, I'm sure there's some dudes with like deep voices in there who can talk like a dad. This is going to be fine, right? So I go inside the house. My parents drive away and I'm trying to convince someone to make a phone call to my dad. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. I told you I wasn't a believer, right? So here's the deal. There are people in, at this party doing things they should not have been doing, all right? And my parents knew that was probably the case, and they in there knew that was the case. So I was like, hey, guys, everything's cool. My dad just needs a phone call from Kyle's dad. I know he's not here, so why don't you pretend to be Kyle's dad? And they, like, wigged out. They're like, no, no one's doing that. You need to get out of here because they thought they were going to get busted over it. So what ended up happening was I called my dad because no one would pretend to be Kyle's dad, and I said, dad, his parents aren't here. 
can you come pick me up? So he came back and picked me up. And I remember it was kind of a long drive home for me, even though it was like a mile and a half away from my house. And, um, and I was trying to explain this to my dad. And like he knew what was going on. He knew it the whole time. And, um, and one of the things he said to me on the way home, he was like, hey, listen, if you don't pull stuff, I was a freshman in high school. Didn't, didn't know the Lord. I just want you to know that. All right, we're, we're driving home. And he's like, if you don't pull stuff like this, you'll get more and more freedom the older that you get. And by the time you're senior, like, the, the rules will really loosen up if you're not pulling stuff like this. In other words, when you can show that you're trustworthy and live according to the rules of your parents' house and things like that and do responsible things, your freedom expands. It doesn't, like, shrink. Like, your freedom expands when you make wiser decisions. And so that was a lesson that I learned at that point. So, like, don't do anything stupid, and you actually get more freedom down the line as long as you continue to not do things that are stupid because then you lose all your freedom all at once, all right? So don't do anything stupid. That's the first way to not waste your summer. Second thing, I want to challenge you to reflect. I want to challenge you to reflect. In in other words, what what I'm saying, what I I mean when I say reflect is I just want you to think over this past year. Just think about this past school year. And think about some decisions that you could have made that would have been better decisions. Think about some investments in people or in in the Lord that you could have made that would have been better choices than than what you did with some of your time over the course of the year. Think over, ask yourself questions like this. How have I grown as a human being, as a follower of Jesus? How have I grown over the past 12 months? How have I grown and developed? Ask yourself the question, how, how do I wish I would have grown? Like last year at this time, what was I thinking? I was, how, in what ways was I thinking I was going to grow until this point? How have I grown? How do I wish I would have grown? All right, and then look ahead and make some goals for your next 12 months. Think about this question. How do I hope to grow between this summer and next time at this, at this point in the year? How do I hope to grow in, this, in these next 12 months? And then what can I do to make sure that I grow during these next 12 months. So reflect and project into the future and just spend some time thinking about how God can t- continue to, how you can continue to put yourself into a place where God can grow you and, uh, and, and change you and transform you. It's because it's a continual process. None of us, not a single person in this room, student or adult alike, has arrived. We are not there yet. God is still working on us. And when we reflect about how can I get myself to a place where he can work in me and grow me even more, man, that just puts us in the right spot. That puts our heart in the right place for him to continue to do transformative work inside us, and that's super important. So don't do anything stupid. Reflect, reflect on your year. Number three, invest in your relationship with Jesus. Invest in your relationship with Jesus. Now, um, you guys are about to have a whole bunch of free time. Like I said, basically more free time than you'll ever have for the rest of your life. Some of you are like, yeah, but I'm getting a job, or yeah, but I'm taking the class. Like, you, it's still, okay, listen, summertime, you're going to have extra free time. 99% of you in this room will have way more free time than you do during the school year. 99% of you will have the most free time that you'll ever have for the rest of your life until you are, um, until you are retired. And so don't waste that free time. One thing that you can do with that free time is invest in your relationship with Jesus. Because a lot of times over the course of the year when I have conversations with students, I'm like, hey, so how have you been doing with like reading your Bible? And how have you been doing with, with your prayer times? And if you've been waking up in the morning and meeting with Jesus, it's like, man, it's just too early to do that in the morning. And then my rest of my day gets super busy. And like I have four hours of homework. And really that means four hours of homework interspersed with texting and Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. But like they, they, four hours of homework. And, and, then, and then like I, it's really late and I have to go to bed and I play a sport and I do all these, you know, and I get like this whole long list of excuses of like why there's no time intercepted all right why there's no time um, for you to be reading your bible 
Like that, that's what happens a lot of times when, when I'm talking to students about, about meeting with the Lord. But in the summer, you just don't have those excuses because you've, you've got this like entire day with not much on the agenda and you might have a job, but like you, you have a ton of free time and you can start developing reading and prayer habits that are positive and that will help develop your relationship with Jesus. You'll be investing in your relationship with God. So figure out a time and a place. Oh, thanks, guys. Figure out, figure out a time and a place where you can meet with Jesus, where you can grab your Bible, grab a pen, spend some time journaling, spend some time reading the Word, and get a reading plan. Oh, my gosh, I'm choking. <laughs> Colonel, right here. Find a reading plan, okay? Find some people who will surround you and help you with this process. You can hold each other accountable. You can work together at reading the word. Um, That's just an awesome way to do it. In fact, you could even decide to meet like weekly and say, let's talk about some of the things that we're we're reading together because you've got the time to do it. This is one of those unique periods of life where you have just extra time. And so I I really encourage you, find a time and a place and a Bible and a pen and some people who will hold you accountable and make a plan this summer to invest in your relationship with Jesus, and that would be absolutely awesome, okay? Also, in this process, prioritize 707. Prioritize Wednesday nights. A lot of you, like, you take trips, or you go, like, away to camp, or you do different things, and that's cool. Like, I totally understand that, but if you are home, and it's a Wednesday, prioritize 707 because it will help you to stay on track with your faith, because sometimes what can happen is we use this free time on everything else but Jesus. We fill our lives with all sorts of other things, and most of it's not helpful for us in our relationship and our walk with the Lord. And we end up just forgetting Jesus for a summer. We, we check out. And I don't want that to happen to any of you. I don't want that to happen. So prioritize 707. Prioritize Bible reading. Make sure you don't miss anything. Plus, we have tons of fun things going on this summer, right? Next week, we're re- welcoming the freshmen up into our group. I would love it if we had like just amazing turnout next week. We're planning to get a bunch of like noisemakers and hand them out and like you guys can like make it a party and then put them away when we have to be quiet. All right, so like noisemakers will be like just to celebrate them. And then the week after that, we're going to be doing laser tag um, up in the gym like we already announced earlier. Later on in the summer, we're doing things like bubble soccer and color wars, all this awesome fun stuff. So besides all that, it's, we're just going to be having fun. Even on the nights that we don't have like a big event announced in the calendar, we're going to be playing different games afterwards in the gym and just having a good time. So make sure that you're here. We stay open later in the summer. You can hang out. It's going to be awesome. Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. All right, so let's not give up meeting together for the summer. We, we meet as a youth ministry for a reason. A ton of youth groups that I know in the area, most of them shut down. They shut down. They'll do like a couple of fun summer things, and that's cool. Like I get why they do that because I would love to. But at the same time, I, I actually love meeting here on Wednesdays even more. And so I, I think it's super valuable. We meet here for a reason because it's worth it. And we don't want you guys to, to tune out on that. So make sure that you, that you uh, make, make, get yourself here every Wednesday possible. It's going to be awesome. The only two weeks we don't meet is the week that we're in Detroit and the week of 4th of July. So those two weeks we'll take a break, but we'll announce that. Make sure you know about that. Okay. So don't do anything stupid, reflect, invest in your relationship with Jesus, and number four, invest in people, invest in people. Strengthen your friendship with other people, strengthen specifically your friendship with other believers, I think that would be super valuable. Maybe people you don't go to school with that you know from here, spend some time hanging out with those people, invest in those relationships, and then also invest in a friend or two who doesn't know Christ, 
Invest in a friend or two who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. Be intentional about, just leave the popcorn there, okay? Just be intentional about connecting with other people, all right? Even invest in some freshmen who are showing up next week. Maybe take someone younger under your wing and invest in them and develop a relationship with them. That would be an awesome thing. So invest in people. The fifth thing I want to challenge you to do, number five, serve. Serve. Who here is going to Detroit, Detroit Mission Trip? Okay, awesome. You guys have already made the decision to serve this summer. That's awesome. But we have other opportunities, other opportunities. Grow Cody Rouge happens over the course of the summer. All right, that's the opportunity to serve in our partnership at Cody High School and the neighborhood surrounding. Okay, that happens for a week later in the summer, like in, I think it's in August. Um, Detroit 67 Youth Initiative, which was announced tonight, that's, through with, that's a long partnership with Life Remodeled. If you are not going on Detroit, if you, listen, if you're not going on to Detroit and you're kind of sad about that, this is your bailout. Like this is the thing that, that can really... Um, save the summer in that sense. Because Detroit 67 is going to be a group of us. We're going to go. We're going to stay at Wayne State. We're going to eat and sleep at Wayne State University downtown. We're going to be with 250 students from the suburbs, 250 students from the city. We're going to combine. We're going to be 500 students. And we're going to be, um, we're going to be staying in, in Detroit. We're going to be serving in Detroit. We're going to be doing like little field trips to get to know the city of Detroit. We're going to get to know each other, develop relationships with people you may never have met Besides an opportunity like this, it's going to be absolutely awesome. We have information packets and applications and stuff out here on the table tonight. So make sure you grab one of those tonight. Bring it home. Look at it with your parents. Sign up for that event. It's going to be absolutely awesome. We'll leave on a Sunday afternoon. We'll get back on a Friday night. And we just have an opportunity to do something totally unique. It's like a Detroit trip, but it's not the Detroit trip. It's something, it's something altogether different. It's an experience that, that we don't have, we can't offer in any other way. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm super excited about it. It is the first time that we're doing it. And I think it's going to be absolutely awesome. So we'd love to bring a group of students down for the Detroit 67 Youth Initiative aspect of that. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. So serve. Find a different way to serve if none of these things work for you. Um, but we'd love to see you serving through the course of your summer. That's one way to not waste your summer. The sixth thing and the final thing I have for you, so we had don't do anything stupid, reflect on your year, invest in Jesus, invest in people, serve, and lastly, have fun, okay? Have fun. It's worth it. That's a good thing. Um, play video games, but not for 12 hours, okay? Um, watch Netflix, but not until 3 a.m. I remember when I was, um, when I was a kid, I knew I had wasted too much time watching TV when my brother and I were sitting on the couch and we made it through Sports Center for the third straight time in the morning. Like, that was a problem. Um, we didn't have Netflix then, so it was like old stuff. All right. Hang out, with, hang out with friends, but don't, like, neglect some of your other relationships, like relationships with your family. Sleep in, but not till, like, 4 p.m., all right? Because one time I slept in for work and uh, my shift started at 4.15. Um, so that was a problem, um, and I shouldn't have done that. So I wish that right now... I wish, honestly, that I had two and a half months to do whatever I wanted with. You won't have it again, so enjoy it, but don't waste it, all right? Like I said earlier, you know, set your alarm, wake up early, like the crack of noon, and read your Bible. Like, like it, would be, it would be awesome. It would be awesome to do that. So that's the takeaway. The simple takeaway is this. Don't waste your summer. Don't waste your summer. As we get ready to invite a new group of students in, let's step out in leadership Let's step out in faith. Let's use our summer as an opportunity to grow in our relationship with Jesus. All right, maximize your summer in terms of your relationship with Christ. Make it memorable. 
but don't waste it on things that are useless. Let's pray together. We'll head off to our life groups to discuss this idea a little bit more. Lord Jesus, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you, uh, Lord, want relationship with us. God, I pray that none of us would neglect you this summer, that, God, we would grow closer to you over these next couple of months, that we would use our free time to invest in things that matter, Lord, that we, would, um, that we wouldn't just waste an entire two months, but, God, that you would give us the ability to draw close to you in that time. Lord, we trust you, we love you, we pray that you would bless each and every person in this room, um, Lord, by drawing close to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's head off.